All right. Good morning. Yeah, we're so glad you're here. Merry Christmas. And, um, and uh, how many of you ready for Christmas? Yeah, all right. How many of you still not ready for Christmas? All right, the other half. All right, there we go. We're still working on it. You still got a couple more days, all right? I'm, I, I, I had used to be a last-minute shopper. You know, I usually start Christmas like, you know, Christmas shopping, you know, Christmas Eve. And that would work for me. And, uh, but, you know, I'm not a procrastinating that much, and, and there's reason for that. You know, I, it has been insane just trying to get around town just the last few days. And so we have been able to just get a jump ahead and, and uh, just get most of our Christmas shopping done. And it feels good. Actually, it feels great to actually be done before Christmas Eve. I, I, it's, a, it's a cool feeling, and I'm enjoying it. But, man, I, I've had lots of great Christmas memories. I know that you have, and, and, uh, and uh, one of the, my, my favorite Christmas gift that I've gotten, you know, my, my two brothers and I, we were, you know, we were older. Uh, I was in college, and, and, you know, my two brothers, they were a little bit younger, uh, but in high school. And, uh, and, and so at this time, you know, Christmas present was, you know, just give us money. All right, Mom, Dad, just give us money. And, and so we went into all the other stuff, just give it the cash, you know, just stop spending all the stuff and let us make our own mind what we want. And, and so my mom and dad didn't want to make it easy. And so we had the Christmas morning and we woke up and we had it uh, look like a bowling ball, maybe a little bit smaller than a bowling ball wrapped. And uh, it wasn't as heavy as a bowling ball. And so we thought, well, let's open this. And we opened it up and me and my two brothers... We all opened at the same time, and it was a coconut. I was like, all right, you know, my brothers and I would look at each other and say, what, what are we doing with coconuts? Why coconuts? And, I, you know, if you know my dad, he got this crazy smile on his face, and he can't keep it to himself. And he and, uh, and said, you've got to go outside, and you've got to throw the coconut on the ground. Throw the coconut on the ground. Yeah, you got, got to do it at the same time. And of course, you know, at that, at, on that particular day, we had a full couple of feet of snow, a foot of snow, we, you know, so we couldn't just go outside. You know, we had a white Christmas, so we thought, well, we're going to the garage. Yeah, go out in the garage. So we go out in the garage, and we took out coconut, and, and we threw it on the ground, and it busted open. And all of these small currency of dollar bills, $5 bill, $10 bills, were inside the coconut. And we were least expected the, the gift to be, you know, full of cash that we, that we all wanted. And so we had what we wanted all busted up in coconut. And if you're wondering how that works, my dad took a screwdriver, drained the coconut juice out, rolled the money in there, and, uh, and made it a little bit unique. Some of you say, oh, that's a great idea. I'll do that one day for my kids. And, hey, you know, you can thank me or I guess my dad for the idea. All right? And so, but that was a great gift. And that's one of our cool memories that we think about. And, uh, of course, every Christmas, we're always looking for coconuts. Right? And uh, they've only done it one time. And so, I, and I'm hoping maybe one day uh, they can revive a great tradition and uh, bring those coconut back to life. Well, today we're going to look at a great gift. We're going to look at a real special gift, the greatest gift of all time. And I've got this big gift over here. I'm going to walk over to the tree one last time because we've been in this sermon series. 
And every week, we've been opening up presents. We've been opening up gifts all series long. We've talked about hope in the very first week. We've talked about uh, joy. We've talked about joy. We've talked about having peace. We have unwrapped each one of these words. And today, I want to talk about the greatest gift as we unwrap love. As we unwrap love. And I want to look at, the, uh, at a verse. And I believe this verse sums up the entire Christmas story. It's the verse that we've all heard many times. It's perhaps the most famous verse in the Bible. It's John 3.16. The Bible says, For God so loved. God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Uh, and, and that's the whole purpose of Christmas. God so loved the world. By the way, all starts with love. That he gave. That he gave. You can give without loving. But you can't love without giving. And God so loved that he gave the very first Christmas present. And the whole reason that we give Christmas gifts is because God started the tradition of gift giving. The first Christmas gift was God's gift of his son Jesus Christ to you and to me. It's the first gift. It's the most expensive gift. Most expensive. It was the price paid for this gift. And it's also the greatest gift that you'll ever receive. His son Jesus came so that you and I can experience his love, his grace. Now, let, let's pause for a minute. What is grace? We've talked about grace before. Grace, if you look at an acrostic, G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace is God giving you and me what we do not deserve. In fact, we don't deserve this gift. But it's God's grace, it's God's favor that he gave us this, this precious, most expensive, but greatest of all gifts. Now, why don't we deserve it? Because of sin. Sin had come into the world, and death by sin. We are corrupted because of sin. This world is a mess. Sin had created a mess of this world. And if you're taking notes, here's the good news. Grace cleans up what we messed up. Grace cleans up what you and I have messed up. 
That's the good news. That's God's grace. And because of his grace, we can have new birth. I'm going to open up the first the gift here, and we're going to get this started. Because I love opening up presents. And of course, you know, when you're around the Christmas tree, mom and dad, you know, you know this, you always save the best gift for last, and usually it's a big box, right? And so we saved the best gift for the last sermon series. And when we open this gift, we'll see that Jesus Christ, who he came, he gave us, he's given us new birth, new life. We become, what the Bible says, born again. Born again. If you're taking note, Jesus Christ was born physically that you and I might be born again spiritually. Jesus was born as a baby in a physical way so that you and I could be born in a spiritual way. And here's the cool thing about this great gift of Jesus Christ. You get salvation. You get God's grace, God's favor because of his son Jesus. We have new life. We have new birth in Christ. We have a fresh start, a new beginning. But here's something else that's really cool about this great gift of salvation. I want you to check this out. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 32, He who did not spare his own son, he's talking about God, but he gave him, again, here's that word given, that word gift. He gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, if you want to underline that word, with him, graciously gives us all things. Notice, with him, we get other stuff. With him, we get other gifts. He said, if God loved us so much that he gave his only son, can we not expect him to give us freely more gifts? So it starts with God's great gift of Jesus Christ. When we open it, when we receive it, we become rebirth, a new life, salvation. We receive God's grace. But then God says, I've got more behind this. I've got more, and I want to give you more. Now, this, let, me, let me set this up with an illustration. Um, this Christmas season, it all started last year, I believe. You know, there's this new toy that's out there. And if you're a girl, a little girl, if, you, if you're a parent, you've got a little girl, I'm sure you had that little girl ask you, hey, mom and dad, I want, or they've asked Santa, right? I want the LOL surprise doll. How many of you know what that is all about? Okay, I've got a picture, all right? And you, you've seen these in the stores, okay? Just hold that up for just a minute. You've seen these in the stores, and you're like, what in the world is all of this all about? All right, they come in little size, real little, small size, the size of a, of a, of a ping pong ball or a golf ball, all right? Then they have one that's a little bit bigger, 
you know, about the size of, you know, what you can hold in your hand. And, and then they have one about the size of, like a half size of a bowling ball. And, and, you know, you can get something a little bit bigger. They also have the ones that kind of rolled up, you know, like, like, you know, like a saucy dog or something. I don't know. And uh, they got that. And then they've got a briefcase. You know, the big old briefcase thing. And, and, and here's the crazy thing. You're getting this, you're buying it, and you don't know what's in it. All right? And you open it, and you get more gifts. All right? And if you open the present, you open up one layer, and you got to open up more gifts inside of the LOL surprise guy. You open up a little outfit. Or you might open up a little pair of shoes. I mean, when they're little tiny things, okay? And you open up uh, uh, another outfit uh, or a hat. Or a, or a hair. And you're like, okay, what are we getting with this? You open up another layer and you finally open up, you open up a pack. All right, they have LOL surprise packs. Okay, they have made this whole thing. All right, this, this, and, and the toys are cheaply made, okay? Let's, just, let's be honest. All right, they're cheaply made. They're going to get lost on day number two. They're also tiny. And, uh, and so you get, you get this and you open this and you open this and you're like, what crazy person, what crazy parent will even think about buying this? And um, you're looking at one of them, okay? <laughs> it's not Karen's fault, it's my fault, okay? I said, Karen, you know, and I, I, I kind of work it in that we've got a deal. If you spend so much money here, we get, you know, X amount of dollars off, you know, so I justified it. Still bad, okay? Because we're going to have all these millions of pieces laying all around the house. But she's, she's going to love this because this is what she wanted last Christmas. And we, didn't, we said, no, we're not doing it. We are not going to fall for culture. And this year we failed. <laughs> well, we'll let you know how that goes next, next, next week. All the way out, surprise now. And she is going to be surprised. Well, at Christmas, God gives to you is Jesus Christ. That's the big gift. That's the big box that God gives you. God so loved you that he gave his only son to die for you. But inside the box, just like an LOL surprise doll, there are more gifts. It starts with Jesus. You don't get this outside of Jesus. It starts with Jesus. It comes in a package of Jesus Christ. You get all of these gifts. In fact, if you were to do a study in the Bible, there are over 50 different gifts that you will receive with Jesus Christ when you receive them in life. We can break down 50 to 60 different things. Today, I just want to look at four. I want to look at four most powerful truths, powerful gifts that we receive. When we receive the big gift of Jesus, when we receive new birth, when we accept Christ in our lives, other things happen. So I'm going to open up the first gift here, or the, the, the first gift after you receive Christ, the little envelope. All right, now an envelope like this, I'm, I'm oh, okay. Is there the gift cards in here? Is this the money? I'm going to pull this out. And uh, let's see what I got here. Okay, this is important papers. 
Karen, we better not lose these. All right, she told me that I gotta be very careful. All right, let's see here. I got social security card, all right, right here. I got my birth certificate right here. All right, so I got all these papers here, and, uh, and that gives me the first point. When you receive Christ, God gives you a new identity. He gives you a brand new identity. Uh, so I'm gonna take this piece of paper, and I put it right here, for illustration, it's great, but I'm going to give it back to Karen right now because I will lose it later. Someone will steal my identity. And, and, and what's happened to be the fastest growing crime in the world? It's identity theft. Identity theft. We hear about it every week. We hear about a major company that had a major breach of, of, of cyber um, leaking, or, or people that have come in and, and stolen people's identity, or identities have been compromised. We've all been there. We've all heard about it. But the truth is, is that we've all had our identity spiritually stolen. It's been stolen. Sometimes your identity is stolen by your parents. They want you to be what they want you to be, not what God has made you to be. Sometimes your identity has been stolen by your friends, perhaps by your co-workers, by professionals. Sometimes your identity is stolen by problems, or identity has stolen, been stolen by society or by culture or by the media. Because the media tells you you're supposed to act this way or look this way or or fix your hair this way, or you got to smell a certain way. And if you don't do what the culture says you're doing, then you're not good enough. You're not cool enough. And you end up being pressured to conform to culture rather than being who God made you to be. We have all have our identity stolen in some shape or fashion. Many people don't even know their own true identity. The Bible says this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone has opened the gift of Jesus Christ, you've opened the big box gift of who he is, and you've asked him to come in your life, and you've been given new birth. The Bible says that new creation has come. You become a new person inside, you become a new creation when you receive Christ. The Bible said that the old has gone, the new is here. In other words, a person that received Christ, he's not the same anymore. He's a new person. A new life has begun. Jesus calls it being born again. He calls it, it's like getting a fresh start. It's like starting over. It's not turning a new leaf. That's not what that's like. It's called turning a new life. A new life in him. He says when you accept the big gift of Christmas, that God loves you, when you receive God's son, you get a whole new idea. Now what does that mean? Does that mean that you'll be perfect? Does that mean that you, you won't sin anymore? You know, that everything from here on out will be, you know, 
get perfect and everything will come together? Of course not. But what it does mean is that you're not identified with your sins. You're not identified with your past. You're not identified with your struggles. You're not identified with the lies that the world is always trying to communicate to you. You're not identified by those things anymore. In fact, you have a new identity that you're a child of God. It's permanent. A permanent new identity. And I've used it before. It's been a while. But one of the things I pulled out of that, out of that Manila folder was a hall pass. A hall pass. Now, remember when you were in school? And if you, I know when I was growing up, we had to have a hall pass. If you ever left the classroom to get to it, you know, if we had to go down to the office, or if we had to go to the kitchen, or if we had to go wherever, we had to have a hall pass. And a hall pass authorized you freedom to go from point A to point B without anybody getting on you or getting in trouble. Now, there's been a couple of times where the teacher would just forget about the hall pass. He said, okay, Scott, I want you to go to the office and, and take care of this. So I start walking to the office, and, and about halfway to the office, there was a teacher named Doug Sparks. Lynn knows who I'm talking about. Lynn's been in trouble by Doug Sparks. We have all been in trouble by Doug Sparks, if you were at that school. Uh, and Doug Sparks, be, I don't, he, he's supposed to be teaching, but for some reason he likes to teach by the doorway of the classroom because he likes to monitor the halls for whatever reason. And so you walk by his classroom, he's going to ask you, what are you doing? And so I'm going to the office. His second question is, do you have a hall pass? And if you don't have a hall pass, he sends you back to the classroom, although you're almost to the office at this point, but he sends you all the way back so that you can get a hall pass. That's just sure enough. I'll be walking down, and it says, Scott, what are you doing down the hallway? I say, oh, you know, going to the office. I say, you have a hall pass? No, sir. No, sir, I don't have a hall pass. We know what you got to do. I say, yes, sir. I got to go back to the classroom and get a hall pass. So you walk back and get a hall pass. Teacher. Next time I go down to the office, I get stopped by Dutch Sparks. Dutch Sparks says, Scott, what are you doing? I am on my way to the office. He said, do you have a, and I go, yes, sir. <laughs> I have a hall pass. I am good to go. I am authorized by my teacher to go to the office. I am signed. I have permission to believe nothing else but the fact that I can go to the office. Just part, you know, they have a happy response. You're good to go, Scott. And I go proudly. You know, anytime I walk by Dutch Park classroom and I got my hall pass, I just hold it up. I'm walking by. I don't even have to have him say a word. I got my hall pass. And see, here's the point. So many of us here, we have lost our hall pass in the world. But God has signed a hall pass and said, you are a child of God. You are redeemed. 
You are a workmanship of Christ. You are a one of a kind. You're uniquely made by Christ with a purpose. I made you who you are. Stop worrying about what other people think. Stop worrying about the lies of this world. And when you start walking down the world, when you start walking down the hallways of this world, and people start to question you, question who you are, laugh at your failures, laugh at your mistakes, you pull out the hall pass and say, listen, I don't, you may not know who I am, but I know who I am in Christ. And in Christ, I'm a child of God. I've got my hall pass. I've got permission. I am authorized by the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I, when I receive Christ, I receive a hall pass. And I pray that this week, I pray that this year in 2019, that you start walking in confidence, boldly walking with your spiritual hall pass. I know who I am in Christ. My identity in Christ is strong, it's permanent, it's secured, it will never be taken away. The world can never take away the hall path. It's permanent in Christ. Your ID. You get a new ID when you receive Christ. You're not identified by your past and your failure, but you're identified because of salvation and who you are in Jesus Christ. I love Lauren Daigle has a song that we've been singing a couple times already here at Lake Point. The song that says, Who You Say I Am. And the, and the, song, is, the song says, I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am. Because I need to know, you say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I am falling short. When I don't belong, you say that I am yours. And I believe what you say of me. And the starting point of a new identity is this. You've got to stop seeing yourself the way everybody else sees you, and you've got to start seeing yourself the way God sees you. You've got to stop listening to the lies of the world. You've got to start listening to the truth of God. You need to get your ID from God. You need to get your hall pass from God. So that's the first gift that we get when we receive Christ, when we become born again into him. Here's the third gift we get. We open this up. Let's see here. All right. Here's a box that got a lid on it. If you've been here the last few weeks, this is the box that keeps getting used over and over and over again. It's been one of the most practical boxes for this sermon series. Now open it box, and what do I have here? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a little small for me. Uh, do we have a little kid in here somewhere? That's what bit this person really well. Oh, come up here, come up here. No, not you, you oh, what? You. You're not the only kid in this room. <laughs> uh, come up here. Uh, this is Apollo. Apollo, just top arm up here, buddy. Apollo, this is your lucky day. All right? You got to take that coat off. 
Uh, you hot in here? Cold? You cold? Okay, we're going to take this off. All right, there we go. Got to take that off. All right, take off the coat. Wave at mom and dad. All right, there we go. Hey, I, I got a question for you. You like Superman or Batman? A Batman, all right, here we go. Batman is... Oh, man, that message is true perfectly. All right, turn around. All right, this guy is it. This is Batman. A Batman, Merry Christmas. You got yourself a new cape. All right, go ahead and sit down with mom and dad. There we go. I'm sorry, Sean. Here's the second thing we get when we get God's gift. is we get new abilities, new power. New ability, new power. I'm not talking about a cape here, all right? We all love to have a cape. But that's not what I'm talking about. We get new energy, new strength, new power when we receive Christ. I'm not talking about willpower. You know, many of us, we've tried to make changes in our lives. In fact, you know, New Year's coming up. Some of you already say, okay, I've got some goals. And I'm going to willpower my goals. Now, the crazy fact is that most of us don't last a few days with our new goals. Maybe, maybe we survive a few weeks. If we're lucky, a couple months. Willpower does not cut it. Because eventually we get tired of doing what we're trying to do, and we just give up. But what we need is not willpower. We need real power. And I'm not talking about Batman power. I'm talking about real spiritual power that comes from, from, from God Almighty. The Bible says this, in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he had given us, again, it starts with love. It all begins with love. And then he had given us the Holy Spirit to fill our heart with his love. It starts with love and ends with love. And he had given us the gift of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit of God. God said, listen, I'm not only going to help you, I'm not only going to be around you. I'm not only going to be with you. I'm not only going to be working on you, but I'm also going to be working inside of you. With the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to put my spirit inside of you. And that's what happens when you receive Christ. And we become born again. We become a child of God. He placed a special gift of the Holy Spirit inside of you. And it starts living inside of you. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, for God, uh, by the way, this is talking about the Spirit of God living inside of you right here. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. He gives you Fresh power that only he can give. And in the new year, we're starting a brand new series. Starting January 6th, called Fresh Start. We're going to talk about transformation. We're going to talk about how to access this power, how to live in this power of God. And we're going to talk about how to make real changes. Not willpower change, 
but spirit of God change that only he can do in your life. We're starting that series in a couple of weeks called Fresh Start. If you want to change your life this next year, you're going to need a new truth. That's a new identity about you. You're going to need new power, and that's the new ability that God gives you. Here's the, here's the next gift I want to open up. I've got a new box here. All right, what we got here? Warming up. Got my unwrapping for the next couple of days. I got tons of Christmas gifts. I've been a good boy this year, and um, Santa told me I'm going to get a lot of gifts under the trees. So, right? No? Okay. And here we go. Yes, Barry Sanders. Now, I can't give this away. Someone's got to let me borrow this, okay? So, but this is awesome. Right here. Barry Sanders. How many of you guys remember Barry Sanders? How many ladies? Barry Sanders. Greatest. That's just our greed. You know, the Lions may not be much, but we did have the greatest running back of all time. Can we all agree with that? Yes? All right. We, we, we can win somewhere. All right? But hit, hit the, you, you get a new identity. You get a new power. And number three, when you receive Christ, you get a new community. You become a part of a team. You become a part of a family. I'm, can I, I'm going to try to wear this. Let's just wear this for a minute. I think this will fit. I hope. If I get stuck here, you're going to have to help me out. All right, here we go. It's a little. That's here for you. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Got something else here. All right, got to put this on. I'm not sure how true this is, but we're going we're to work with it right here. All right. <laughs> Lions. Number one, not so well this year, all right? But, hey, I just know that every season, in the first couple of weeks, we're the most optimistic football fans in the universe. Because we believe this is going to be the year. And, and I'm hoping that by the time I die, we will have that year, okay? All right, so we'll take this off. This is making me hot already, all right? Can't get a nervous here. All right, here we go. This is the third gift. You get a new community. God says, I'm going to give you a family, a spiritual family that support you in doing the right thing and helping you live. See, you and I weren't meant to live this life alone. We need support. We need each other. We always change better in groups. That's why when you do the self-help and do it by yourself, you never laugh. But when you have accountability, you can accomplish great things. When you're in a group, you can accomplish great things. Notice what God says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Even before he made the world, God loved us, okay? Again, it all comes back to God's love. God's the love that he gave. He said God loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us. That's a family word. He adopted us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gives him great pleasure. By the way, you're not automatically adopted into the family of God. 
You have to be adopted into it. And to do that, you have to do it through Jesus Christ. You have to do it through him. God said, I don't want you to just believe in me. I want you to belong in my family. I want you to belong with others. Now, what is that family? Notice what Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 3. He says, I am writing, writing this thing to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon, so that if I am delayed, if I don't get there in time, you will know how people must conduct themse- themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God. Now, before we finish this first, let me just say this. A church is a family. The Bible talks about a church being a family. It's not a business. A church is not a club. A church is not an organization. It's a spiritual family. Unfortunately, a lot of churches act like organizations. A lot of churches have acted like a club. They have acted like a business. But that's not what God designed church to be about. He designed the church to be a family where we love each other, support each other, where we care for each other. How cool is it that last night we had one of our small groups going out to some of our people that couldn't come to church, that have been shut in, and going out to their houses last night, sending Christmas caroling and blessing them. A lot of them watch online. They can't be here, but they're here every week watching us online. And we're able to just love on them because we're a family. We're here for each other. We support for each other. We care for each other. We pray for each other. And look at the rest of the verse. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. He said, this is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of the truth. The word pillar and foundation, those are support words. The church supports the truth, but also supports you. We're here to support each other. And you need a spiritual foundation. You need a foundation of support for your family, for you. You don't have to live life alone. You have a family of believers. That's why church is so important. And this, that's part of God's gift. And, and it's one of those gifts that so many people neglect. And say, yeah, I got salvation. I believe. I don't want to belong. And you're totally missing it. God said, it's great benefits. It's valuable. It, it's not considered to be optional. It's essential for your spiritual growth and for your walk in Christ. Now, here's the, here's the next gift. Almost done here. I got to find it in this LOL surprise box, right? Now, here it is. The great big box. Got one more gift here. Open it. What in the world is this? Ah, it's a telescope. How about that? You look out. You can look in the distance. You can far out as far as you can see with the telescope. Now take that to this last thought. When you receive God's gift of his son Jesus, you receive his eternal life. You receive destiny. 
you get a new destiny. Bible says in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. That's the destiny that we have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You have everlasting life. You have eternal life with him. We have everlasting. I pray that today you have received Christ's great gift. You get a new identity. You get new power. You get new community. And you get a new destiny. There's more to this life than this life. When you have Christ, you live with him forever and ever. But I'm not done. This is what got these four points. What else is there in this box? Well, here's the challenge. I've got here the Gospel of John booklets. In just a few minutes, we're going to do this Oprah style, okay? All of us are going to get one of these. All right? You get one, you get one, you get one. Hey, you all get one of these, okay? You get a gift from us because here's the thing. As we receive Christ, we're not to keep it to ourselves. We're to spread the good news of Jesus Christ all around. My challenge is this week. You're going to take one of these as you leave. And this might be a great stocking stuffer for someone in your family, someone you're praying for. They're put in there. And it may start a conversation that you may not have any idea where it's going to go, but you can start something with this little gospel of John. You can point out to John 3.16, God's great Christmas gift verse, for God so loved the world that he gave. You can show them the passage of scripture where all these things that we talk about today, God's gift. And I hope that today you'll take advantage of this, that this doesn't get stuck in a purse or the back seat of your car, that you'll pray and ask God, God, who can I give this to this week? Who can I bless with the greatest gift of all time? And as we talk about this, as we close out this message, there may be some here today. You've never received God's great gift. You've never asked Christ to come in your life. You have never been reborn into his life, where you have a new identity, where you have new power. You've never had a new community. You've never been a part of a real community. You've never been part of eternal life with him. And there's an offer. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, it says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. And for some of you here today, God is knocking on the door of your heart. He said, listen, I've got this present for you. I've got this gift of Jesus Christ, and I want you to take the gift. I want you to open the gift. This is yours to open. I want you to receive Christ in life so that you can experience all these things that we talked about this morning. And some of you just have to open the doors. You have to simply ask him to come into your life. He's waiting for you. He wants to come in. He wants to come into your life. He wants to be your Savior. And this Christmas, the greatest of all gifts, it's when Jesus, he came, born in a manger, 
lived a perfect life, died on a cross, and he paid the price. He paid the price for the gift. He made it available for all of us. You're standing here today and says, God, I've been a naughty boy. I've been a naughty girl. I don't deserve this. And that's what grace is. Grace cleans up what you messed up. It doesn't matter how bad you've been. God still wants you to take the gift. He still loves you. He wants you to take it so that you can experience new life that's found in him. I want to end this message series with a prayer, with a Christmas blessing. And this prayer goes back 2,000 years old. I feel this prayer deeply, very, very deeply for all of us here. And it's found in Ephesians chapter 3 when the Apostle Paul wrote. And this is my Christmas blessing for all of us. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father. And here's the prayer. The creator of heaven, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. He said, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. That's salvation. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand it fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that come from God. I pray that you would discover his love. If you're a follower of Christ, you dive back into his love. He loves you so much. If you're not a follower of Christ, you haven't opened, you haven't received the box, I pray that today. You'll see how much he loves you. He loves you so much. In just a minute, we're going to pray, and during that prayer, I'm going to offer an opportunity for those who never received the gift to have a prayer of salvation, to ask him. And in that prayer, when you ask Christ to come in your life, you're, you're spiritually speaking, taking this box and say, God, I want you in my life. I want to experience a life that I've been trying to live on my own, but I can't anymore. And today, I want to start living in you. And I want you to come in me. And I want to have access to all the wonderful things that you have provided. But that has bowed and I close. It says, God, you've been talking to me. No one's looking. It says, God, you have been talking to me about salvation. I have blown it. But I see God's grace, God's mercy. He's willing to clean up what I've messed up. And today, I want to receive God's great gift of salvation. 
I, today, I want to receive Christ in my life. The Bible says that all you would need to do is to call out upon the name of the Lord. You call out in the, in the quietness of your heart and say, God, I'm a sinner. I'm messed up. And there's nothing I can do to ever make it up to you. I can never pay you back the debt of my sin that I owe. But today, I'm going to give my life to you. And today, that's a prayer. I'm going to pray this prayer with those that never ask Christ in their heart. I, this is the greatest gift you ever receive. May Christmas 2018, this is the year where you decided, I receive Christ. I receive this gift of love and salvation. The prayer goes like this. It says, Dear God, I know I am a sinner. And I don't deserve God's salvation. I don't deserve God's gift. But today, I'm asking Jesus to come into my life, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, to be my salvation, to do what I cannot do on my own. I'm seeking his forgiveness of my sins, my past sins, my present sins, my future sins. Today, I'm asking him, I ask Jesus into my life. Thank you for your indescribable gift. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I want now a new name, a new identity. I want power that I never had before. God, I need your help to be changed from the inside out. I can't do it on my own. God, I need your spirit. And with Christ in my life, I have your spirit. I have your power. I have a new community. I've been adopted into the family of God. And I have eternal life. Eternal life. More to, the, more to this life that I have, I have eternal life with you. And thank you for all these things that you've given us because of my salvation today. And no one's looking and says, God, I pray that prayer and I ask Jesus to come into my life. Today, on Christmas 2018, I received a great gift. I didn't earn it, but I know that God's love is bigger than my worst days, my worst years, my worst life. God loved me so much, and I asked him to come into my life. If that's true, and say, God, I pray that prayer. Will you raise your hand? No one's looking. He said, I'll give you a hand over here. Anybody else? So I pray that prayer, and I ask Jesus to come in my life. I'll give you a hand over here. Thank you. Anybody else? If I ask Jesus in my life. I asked him to come in my heart. And you can put your hand down. Anybody else? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you today for those who took a next step in Christ. God, I pray that they will start growing in their walk with you. Perhaps, God, there are others here that are believers in Christ, but we have forgotten our ID, identity in, in you. We have forgotten your power. We have not been trying to live in your power, although we have access to your power. God, there's some of us here that that um, are not connected to our community, not connected to church like they should be. There's some believers here that we've lost sight of eternity. We're living for the now. We're not living for eternal life. We're not living for the future. We're concerned about what we make and how much we have and what we do and 
We're not thinking long term. God, I pray for us believers here today. We ask that what you have given us. Heaven came down so that we can have life in full because of you. We thank you for your great gift of Jesus Christ. It's the reason for the season. It's why we celebrate Christmas. You loved so much that you gave. We thank you today. In your name I pray. Amen.